Now, if you'll close up your books here, we're going to take about a uh, half hour before we take our break. I'm going to erase the boards here. What's this? Who has a small bar? Right, go. 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 All right, here's what's going to be on the final. Now, for tomorrow, we go to the aorist participle. And in a lot of ways, this is actually very simple. And it is this. If the present participle, so-called, is like the jacket on there, focusing on connection between the person and the activity, so that when you say, golly, where is that in time? You ask, well, where's the guy in time? You have connected the thing to him. What happens with the aorist? The aorist is focusing on the act itself. So there's this act, and then there's the activity of the main verb. Now, strictly speaking, strictly speaking, and in the last week, we're going to talk about this a little bit, and I will show you examples here, where there is no particular time relationship between the two, strictly speaking. And there are some very interesting examples of this in the New Testament. But, practically speaking, this is what you get. Now, this is not theoretically speaking. This is practically speaking. There's this act, and then there's this act. Practical usage, this act occurred before this act. So the aorist participle is going to give you an activity prior to the activity of the main verb. Now, this is not theoretically the way the thing uh, needs to be understood because there are going to be examples, and we'll show you those in the last week, where there will not be this prior activity in time for the aorist participle. But in 95% of the cases, that's the way Greek used it. Let me say that again. In 95% of the cases, when Greek uses the aorist participle, the time sequencing is first this act, then this act. Or, now, in terms of expression, after this act takes place, this act takes place. Okay? We use the word after not because it occurred after the main verb, but because the main verb occurred after it. So not before. You're not saying before. You're saying after. So after, like you say, 
after Monday comes Tuesday. Okay? That doesn't mean Monday comes after Tuesday. It's after Monday comes Tuesday. Monday comes, and afterward, Tuesday comes. So the word after is really relating it to the main verb and saying that after this took place, this took place. So, now I want to... I'm spending a little bit of time theoretically here because I want you to understand this. It's easy to go wrong. What I'm not saying is this, and this is what I think most students assume. Well, when we got the arrest, the arrest had action in the past. So when you use the arrest participle, it's action in the past. No, it's got nothing to do with that. The arrest is focus on activity. In the indicative mood, when I augmented it, the activity was in the past. When I had an infinitive, though, it wasn't augmented, and the activity was not in the past. The same thing about the participle. It does not in any way mean that the action is in the past because it's the aorist participle. It's just this act and then this act. Let me illustrate, even using the word after, how this need not involve past activity. Take this sentence. After I go to London next month, I will proceed on to Paris. After I go to London, I will go to Paris. Well, I haven't done anything yet. I'm not saying after we moved down here in 1989. I'm not talking about the past. I'm talking about the future. But I'm saying that in the future, this activity and then that activity. So there would be an example of where you would uh, use the aorist participle in for an activity that actually takes place in the future. After I go there, I will go there. Now, how are we going to express this in English? I'm doing all this before I show you any morphology. How are we going to express this in English? You have one of two possibilities. There is the, let's say, kind of more theoretically correct way, and there is the quick and dirty way. All right? Now, here's one way. Basically, you have future, present, past, past, prior to past. And what you do is for the participle, you simply go back one step. Okay? So, I've got my illustrative chart here. <clears throat> if the main verb is in the future, you word 
the participle as if it's in the present. Okay? After I go to London, I will proceed to Paris. Okay? Now we go here. No, 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 this is the more theoretical one. Because he bought a new bicycle, he is entering the race. Even though I had seen her before, I did not speak to her. Even though I had not seen had seen her before, I did not speak to her. Even though we had received money from my parents, we did not buy the boat. See? So basically what you are doing is you're always going back one on the chart. All right, now, the quick and dirty way is this. If your main verb is in the past, then you use the perfect tense for the participle. I, uh, I'm sorry, the pluperfect tense for the participle, like I did. Even though we had received money, we did not buy the boat. All right? But if your main verb is over here in a primary tense. Now you use the present perfect. Now listen to my sentences. After I have gone to London, I will go to Paris. Okay? Or because they have received money, they are now at their cabin. They are able to go on a trip. So rather than because they received money, they are able to go, you say because they have received money, they are able to go. So in the quick and dirty version, you use in English has or have, the present perfect, with the participle, if the main verb is a primary tense, and you use had, the pluperfect, if the main verb is a secondary tense. That's the easiest way to do it. The other way to do it is just like this. You just go along this way, and every time you get the aorist participle, you simply go, you start here, after I go to London, I will go to Paris. Because they received money, they are on vacation now. After they had completed the work, they went on to a new task. You just keep going like that. See? Pick whichever one suits you, whichever one you feel more comfortable with. The idea simply is this, though, theoretically. This act, this act. That's what it is. This act, this act. Now, it is possible. I'm just speaking theoretically now. It is possible 
that the two acts might be the same act and there isn't a time sequencing with the heiress. But we don't get that till the last week. All right? So what I'm talking about is your common, ordinary, garden variety use of the heiress participle. Wendell. No, no. Greek is not able to do that with a participle. It must use the word before, and it uses pra plus the infinitive. Before the act of doing something. So if you want to use a participle, you would just reverse your logic. Instead of saying before. I was with you until that last statement. You'd say, instead of saying before, you'd say after and switch the order. That's right. That's right. Um, I think um, they might be able to do that if the context makes that clear. Otherwise, there are, you know, there are ways to say it. You use the word because. He will enter the ways because he bought the bike. I mean, you know, there are ways. Remember, the participle, this is one thing that it took me a long time personally to come to terms with. But let me just tell you, if you come to terms with it early, it's helpful. And that is, the participle is shorthand for stuff. That means it can't do everything. It's shorthand. The, once you understand that, that it's not sort of the real construction, it's shorthand for constructions, you realize, oh yeah, you can shorthand some stuff, but you can't shorthand everything. Just like you can't shorthand that sequence you wanted. Right. And so there simply are... Uh, uh, there simply are certain combinations that it is not going to be comfortable with. And then it uses another expedient. Yeah. You know, like, for example, one of the things you could do is you could use dia ta plus the infinitive or something like that. You know, there are other possibilities. Yeah, there are other possibilities. But it's, it's the short... Well, do you remember the passage? This is why it's such a good passage. That one that we did from... Um, uh, Mark uh, 1, uh, no, Matthew 4, about Jesus going along and seeing the disciples while they were throwing the nets. That's classic participle usage. So while he was walking along, he saw them as they were throwing their nets in the sea. And after he had spoken to them, they said, see, you know, you're just going along talking. That's what you use it for. When you get into some highly theoretical thing, then Greek might have to start pulling out more analytical clauses. Right, right. So, like I say, it was a long time before I sort of came to terms with that personally because generally books, my teacher certainly didn't do it, don't explain participles as shorthand for something. Once you see that, you say, oh yeah, well, no wonder it can't do everything. It can only be shorthand for a certain amount of things. 